actor, theater maker, and pioneering lover of off-off-Broadway and its dedication to experiment, political change, social consciousness, and poetry. Tuesday night at 9 here on WBAI. Cat Radio Cafe. Hey, the cats drink coffee? With bread and puppets. Ooh, I love those. This is Wayne Kramer from the MC5. Nobody kicks out the jams like WBAI New York. Yes, where the bleep? <laughs> You're tuned to WBAI in New York. Out of the Wolf came to you live with portions on recording here in WBAI New York. And as soon as I figure out where the hell Mike Sargent's program is, we will listen to Night Shift. Hey, Mike, if you're listening, I cut out about three minutes of dead air in the middle of the show. I don't know what you had intended there, but there was a big blank space in the middle of your file, so it's no longer there. And that's probably the same amount of time it's going to take me to find the program and get it on the radio. Yes, WBAI, New York. Broadcasting at 99 and a half thingamajiggies. 99.5 FM, streaming at WBAI.org. And the ice is going to melt. And you're tuned to Listener Sponsored Radio WBAI 99.5 FM in New York and on the web at WBAI.org. I'm Mike Sargent, and this is Night Shift. And, you know, we had a couple live shows that I actually came in last week. We had that special show about Ruby Rosa, the original inspiration for James Bond. But what we've been talking about for most of this year is the fact that Night Shift is celebrating its 30th anniversary. Hard to believe, been on for three decades. So I've been playing Night Shifts from, you know, across the spectrum of time we've been on. Tonight I'm going to play two episodes, both featuring Byron. One is an episode we did back in 1996, which is hard to believe. That was many, many moons ago. But we did an interesting episode because we interviewed a guy who had written a book on how to cure sinus ailments. And one of the things I used to do here on the show is just, you know, as I was looking to do things in my life, learn about things, I'd interview people. I, I really enjoyed the freedom we had to just... Anything that was of interest, whether it was self-help, psychology, you'll hear us talking about entities that we had on. We were doing all kinds of exploration late at night here on WBAI on Night Shift. And this is back when we were on at 3.30 a.m. till 6 a.m. So this is Byron back in 1996 doing the show with me. He had only been on for two years. He started in 1994, and I talk about that a little bit. And then I'll jump ahead 22 years to 2018. But in the meantime, take a listen to this episode. What's particularly interesting about it is that we have an interview, like I said, with an author for a book at the time we were doing a giveaway. So I've edited out those parts. We're not pledging for it today. But what's interesting is it was a book about how to cure many respiratory ailments naturally. So it was called, the book was called Sinus Survival. So take a listen. 
I still think the information's worthwhile. The conversation we had, is there much worth listening to? Even though there are other concerns, respiratory, but uh, I got a lot out of it at the time, and I think you'll get a lot out of it listening to it now. So, here's another encore presentation of a vintage episode of Night Shift. I don't know what you're 
correctly. Make sure your ears are covered. Don't you see? See when you lifted it off near the microphone. Yeah, and my ear cups. I, I don't know what your problem is, Byron. I'll back up. No, don't back up. Come forward. I don't know what to do, Byron. Here I am. I don't know what to do. I think we have found balance. Listening to, I like you know, that. it's good, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I really got into that. I, I made a call a couple of weeks ago to uh, or a week and a half ago trying to get a deal for a friend at a record label. Uh-huh. And this is a record label called Wyndham Hill. Wyndham, Wyndham Hill. Hill, and Wyndham Hill was what it was like the new age label, you know, like in the early 80s when new age hit full stride. You know, I remember, and uh, or at least that category, you yeah. know, the music was always there, but it right. just you know, it it's interesting categorized. too. It's, it's interesting through all the shows that we've been doing, Byron. I have to say, um, and, and I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's just life at this time, but you hear so much talk about the you know, new state of consciousness that mankind has yes. raised, and that's why all these self help books are popular yes. now, and it's indicative of the culture, and, right. and we have this new age music, it's indicative of the culture, world music and exploring music and other cultures and, and, the, and the healing powers of music indicative of the, the you know, all That's this. we expand. Exactly. So at any rate, Wyndham Hill, New Age Music, Early 80s, Earth. And uh, that was the label. Now, they've since expanded. They do jazz, this, they have many sub-labels. The guy who started the company, left the company, is off doing his weird thing. He's doing spoken word labels. Okay, his name is Will Ackerman. At any rate, this is a guy named Alex Degrassi. And this is an album he put out last year. When I called them about my friend, like, you know, I said, well, listen, you know, you guys stopped sending me albums years ago. I don't even know what you're putting out. <laughs> and this is Alex Degrassi. It's an album called The World's Getting Loud. All right.
listen to sponsored radio. For professional use only. WBAI. Digest. I like the on people being thankful mm -hmm. for having WBAI. I know I am. Right. I'm very thankful for the listeners who supported us up to get this uh, studio that we have now. Oh, it's fabulous. Okay. And so it now enables us to give them even better, higher quality, more well-produced programs than ever before, creating an even greater value of WBAI. So what that means is now that... The yeah, BAI, what that means, man. What that means is now that WBAI has increased in value to you. Yes. You have to help us stay and continue and increase the value of your life. I get a, I, I got a sense we're about to do something big. Yes. What are we going to do? Ask for money. Oh, yeah. Now, you know I like to do that. Give it up. Time to dig, dig deep in those pockets, y'all. Time to show your appreciation for Night Shift. And affection. And affection. That's right. It's a because love we're thing. here every week. Hey. And we do do something for you. And this morning, we have special things for you. We have premiums. And as I promised, Byron, I yes. have information that will help you live your life better. You promised that? Yes, I On did. air? Yes, I did. Oh. You listen to the show, you will learn more to help you live your life better. I saw that in you know the folio, by the way. Did you see that in the folio? Yes, I did. More to help you live your life better. That's right. That's Night right. shift. Night shift. So what you have to do, okay, now keep in mind now, of course, those who have never listened to this show, just keep listening because I guarantee you will find something of value here and you will want to and be compelled to pledge. But those of you who have been listening, yes, you, you've been listening to me through various co-hosts, or maybe you've only been listening in the past two years since Byron Saunders has been here. Maybe you've been here through the transition period where I went from one co-host through several till I found the man sitting before me now. The hired fool. Okay, maybe you just like Night Shift. Maybe you've just heard it from I time like to time. Night maybe you listen periodically. Yeah. But like anything, anything that you value, mm -hmm. you will support. That's right. Okay, whether it's friends, family, anything you value, you'll support. So now, if you value WBAI, what we can give you, the information we give you, I don't even have to go into all the topics and all the times, Byron, do I? No, you don't. No, I don't. And so I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you for real to say that uh, we here, all of us, uh, as programmers and producers, part of what we have to do besides create all this good programming is, is reach out to our listeners and get them to show not only their support for us in the station, but just to show that they enjoy this medium 
called Public Radio. Listener sponsored. We don't even have to tell you the fact that there are powers and the people in power and people who are in a position to to make it so don't want there to be public radio. Why have free speech? I mean, let's just cut, you know, education. Cut to the quick. Let's cut education so they don't even know how to articulate themselves. Keep them stupid. Forget public radio. Keep them stupid. Listen, you don't want to keep them stupid. BAI tries to... Inform Make sure you. inform you. That's right. Even here on Night Shift, we do have fun. We listen to music, all yeah. that stuff. Listen, over the next few weeks, not only will we learn about health, which is what we will do, learn about this morning, okay? Not only will we have fun and listen to music, okay? Not only all of that. I will have something, Byron. I have a new entity. A new entity? A new entity who is in some way familiar already. No kidding. A new entity who is already familiar to you, Byron. Well, I know that we've introduced yeah, several on this show. Have. We've played Lazarus, and for those of you who have been turned on to Lazarus, I hope you have. Uh, is a channel entity, something else you find about, you find out about here on this show, but there's another entity, Byron. Floating around? Another entity, Byron. I'm trying to think now. And who could he this will define be? things for you All right. over the next few weeks. He will define find things for you. One of the things he will define for you, Byron, for once and for all, for you to understand very clearly, is karma. Uh oh! Yes, we will have a definition from an entity. I, thought I knew what karma was. No, baby. you don't. All right. No, no, all I can tell you is, Byron, no, you don't. All right. Okay. And I will leave it. In the coming weeks, we'll explain to you exactly what an entity is. Mm-mm. That's right. You've been hearing about it. You've been hearing them speak here on night shift. I've been channeling them and, and hearing now them. You'll find out. So you just get to oh keep listening. Every Thursday morning from three thirty till six a.m., something special happens. Something special. I like that. Now, I'm sure you have a phone. I got one. Then, Byron, tell them what happens if they pledge. Man, let me tell you what's going to go down. Pick up the phone and give WBAI a call. You know, we mentioned sinus, and, and Michael G. Haskins, our resident medical expert, has yes. his own theories on how to preventative measures for all these sinus problems. You sound a little stuffy yourself. I am a little Are stuffy you suffering myself. from... Yes. And as a matter of fact, I've been trying to follow what's in this book. Right. I, I was going to do this program. I was sick for a day, and then I said, wait a minute. Let me try it out. Yes, and it works. All right, let me just tell you some of the things in this book that they tell you that will help for a stuffy nose. They have, they have a section here 
called the Natural Quick Fix Symptom Treatment. Okay. You with me, Byron? Okay. And they break it down. Cough, fatigue, headache, runny nose, sneezing, sore throat, stuffy nose, wheezing. And he gives you various natural yes. things that you can do. Without prescription drugs. Without prescription drugs. Doesn't cost you anything. Well, a lot of these, of course, do hardly anything. Okay? One natural. of them, he, and this is a big thing, and when you hear the interview with him, Byron, it's yes. very interesting uh, what he tells you in, in terms of how you really can improve your overall health mm-hmm. in general. Okay? okay? Besides all this sinus things flying through the air and catching <laughs> New York City pollen and sneezing people and all forget that. the flying rods oh. boy we got stuff in our area uh, adequate water intake he, he really emphasizes how much water That's you right. drink and, and, and it's a lot more than what you've been taught mm. that you need to drink so keep in mind keep listening and learn more about how much water you really need because we really are composed of water Byron, as is pretty the much plant, so okay? That's right. so we're just you know taking in what we are and helping us become more of what we need to be you hear what I'm saying yes. it's all this sort of thing Hot tea with lemon, Byron, which I'm indulging in right now. now you speak. See, that's all I drink. Mm. Leave that coffee stuff alone. You have no, no problem. You never get a cold. <laughs> okay. Um, I also got my food shot, too. He puts too. this down here, Byron. He puts this down there. Hot chicken soup. That's right. Byron, it's still right one here. of the top ones it, on it the is. list. It is. Amazingly, all these years later, with all this high-tech, new-age, flippo-bippo, hot chicken soup. Yes. He also puts steam. Which is something that, that someone had taught me. You, know, yes. you get a big pot and you boil it and you let the steam come. You put a towel over your head and you yes. inhale it. And then, you know. Really it's amazing what will happen. Is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hydrotherapy, which is a fancy name for hot water in the shower. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Hot shower. Hot showers are good. Eucalyptus oil. Absolutely. You know, those things that those little koala bears eat. And horseradish bite. So that means you could have some shrimp and cocktail sauce. You know, load up on the horseradish. And clear your nose. Okay, acupressure, something new. Okay, they, but not so new. But really, old. Yeah, yeah, it's been there a while. It's okay. been there a while, okay. right? Massage. Oh, now, now we talking now, Byron. Hey, I agree with that concept. You better know it. Okay, and check this one out. Here's yes. the one I know you'll like: orgasm. Oh, ho, ho. now I, I was curious. a massage and orgasm at the same time. There it is. Hey, there it is. Hey, you know, I just figured out. <laughs> Let you know, it's right here in the book. And this will clear up your sinus problems. It's called Sinus Survival. This helps clear up a stuffy nose. You hear what I'm saying? A little bit of sex. That's right. So, you know, you're sick and your partner says, cup of hot tea. You got a cold, get away from me. Forget a cigarette. You're helping me get better. That's right. Here we go. Uh, uh, Exercise. Well, that's I did that today, too. You did that today, too. Did you exercise, Mike? Yes, I did. Sick as I was. Okay. And I'm here. On yes. this sponsored radio, WBA. That's right. Okay, now. Why? Uh, because garlic? Yes, garlic. Oh, yeah. Mine, that's right. And, Still works. And you have the added uh, side effect of keeping away the werewolves and vampires. That's true. Uh, uh, onions. Oh, yeah. Okay. One no, of my favorites. Nobody will come near you, but there it is. Hey, do you know, when I go to Burger King, mm-hmm. I say, give me a Whopper. Hold the pepper. We're talking about health. Heavy on the you onions. You go to Burger King? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I go. I, I can't have anyway, it all. <laughs> cayenne pepper. Oh, yeah. Cayenne, cayenne is very good. It's always been. It's in uh, the medicine cabinet. He says no ice cold drinks. Uh-huh. No dairy. No dairy. No gluten, wheat, rye, oats, barley, none of that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's cutting out all that's the uh, brand right. stuff. 
Rule out allergies, he says. Rule them out. Yeah. Because he has a whole theory on what we call allergies. He, you know, he hardly believes in it at all. Okay. Uh, and he talks about papaya enzyme tablets. Okay. You have to dissolve them in your mouth. He says they're also good for ear congestion, sinus congestion, and sinus pain. Amazing. That is amazing. And here's the last one I really think is interesting. Anger release. Wow. Now, remember we Especially did that program punch. on anger not yes, too long we did. ago. Yes, we did. Letting go of anger. Yes. And it says here anger release. He, he says he's got a punching bag he deals with. So it's interesting, Byron. And we'll be playing just a little while the interview. And you his... can get this book here? That's right. His man is Robert. His name is Robert Ifker. Ifker. Dr. Robert Ifker. Dr. Robert Ifker. He's a president-elect of the American Holistic Medical Association. And he's got a book, Sign of Survival. By the way, that opening uh, piece that we had was from an old show. Uh, and uh, I, I'm curious, Nabara, what is the deal? Are these people calling for a pledge? Well, they should who know better. Who you want to bring them on in? I don't know. Hello, you're in the air. Okay. Oh, they're okay. shy and bashful because they didn't so. make that pledge. Oh, me? Oh, oh me he's now. been absent for a you couple know, of weeks. Hey, you know why? I've been boycotting the show because you were gone for two weeks in a row. Now. Well, That's, I'm back, Oh, Patty. he boycotted for two I weeks. I am back. That's your, uh, is Thank that you. what it was there? That's straight. Said, you were saying, let's not bring the triumphant. I'll put a scare into you, Mike. <laughs> You're not going to dump Mike Byron. All right. <laughs> you know how I knew old Macy would be back? I was listening to the old shows. I was dubbing some, some tapes of Night Shift for yes. Keith. Remember yes. Keith? Yeah. You remember Keith? Keith uh, they're all me. And Keith, uh, you know, I spoke to him the other day, and he's like, you know, bought a house, by the way. Got married. No bought kidding. House, live, living, Doing the family thing, huh? That family thing. That's the house, end of that life. Mike, Mike Miller bought a house, too. You know? Oh, my God. And old Macy's got several houses. Oh, yeah. yeah he's a real estate magnate. Who do you think house, exactly. But what I was going to say is, old Macy, I listened to him talk. A caller called in, and old Macy said something in reference to the caller. He says, uh, our show. Ooh, uh, yeah. Slip of the tongue. There no, no, no. That's no, the way I feel. Of course you do. It is a family show. It is a family show. He is part of the show, and he, and he, and he owns. He, he takes ownership of it. He exactly. I love it. Show. Now, see, that's like what you child. can do when yeah. you make pledges that's here. That's right. You, you own a piece of the show. You own a piece of the station. There it is. We are completely listener supported. I mean, By the way, does that uh, treatment work if you massage yourself to orgasm? Hey, listen. Listen to me. If, you know, you're just doing some healing therapy. It's a manly thing. I got you. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you the quiz. Too, I'm going to give you the quiz, um, old Mace. Do, oh, yeah. you, do you have a cold that just won't quit? Yes. Do you and it's the heat, too. It's, oh, it's, it's the, the heat and a cold together. All right. It just won't quit. Do you wake up with a stuffy head? Mm. Mm. <laughs> stuffed head. Let me see. Mm. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Okay. A lot. Has your sense of smell dulled or disappeared? No, baby. Right there, the smell is always there. Still working. I can still smell a broad, you know, from a mile away. Okay. Now, do you think you have year-round allergies? Is it itching? <laughs> well, it's always itching, but year-round, you know, there's, sometimes I take a break. Good, good. Now, do you have a Is chronic... Is it itching? That's not down there. No, no, that's one of my questions. <laughs> Byron just wanted to know. <laughs> do you have a chronic post-nasal drip? No, I do not have a coated by those. Okay, but do you have severe headaches? Yes, all the time. Oh. It's between 3.30 and 6 on Wednesday mornings. I, I, oh, Wednesday. Well, that's good. At least it's not us. Well, I meant <laughs> <laughs> You're sharp <laughs> there, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> that's See, now that's when he turns in on Thursday morning to night shift. That's right. And he's that's right. cured. That's exactly right. Do you feel especially tired? 
after a good session. Okay, that's a when that, that massage. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, does your whole body feel sick? Does my whole feel? Oh, whole look, body, body, body. body. There's always a part that's always right up there and working. Do you have lots of mucus? Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, you see, you are a prime candidate for this particular cure. Am I now? that Dr. If Robert Ifker has for us. So should I start massaging as we speak? Yes, a uh, little bit of chicken noodle soup, uh, I always have cup of tea, with, uh, lemon. and I massage go. and a good orgasm. <laughs> Baby, it'll clear your stuff ah, up. That like a good <laughs> you left out the Heineken, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like a little flute thing every once in a while. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it brings it all out. Certainly does. Oh, Mace, it's so nice to hear your voice. Oh, it's beautiful to hear you. Hey, man, absolutely. Let me tell you this. This show is only 50% without you. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Oh, (laughs) I'd say it's more like 59.
like that like Bud Light commercial. <laughs> we love you, man. <laughs> I don't watch Bud Light commercials. I know. I drink real beer. I'm like Old Mace. Don't give me no light beer. There you go. Give me Byron, real yeah, beer. Old Ma- you know what uh, Mike Miller goes? He goes, what is that, diet beer? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, if, they, if you really want O'Doul's, why don't you just get a ginger ale? Buy yourself a mousy. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> a mousy. <laughs> You see, like a little guy with glasses, right. yeah. with a like, rodent face. Oh yeah, mousy. Yeah, that's good. That's like it's like drinking real beer. <laughs> I recommend it. They get to, what's his name? What's it from? Uh, How did I shrunk the kids? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick Moranis, spokesman. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good, honey. Where's the uh, mousy? I shrunk the mousy. There it is. So, Byron. Speak to me. We're going to go to Dr. Robert Ifker. Okay. Yes, we are. It's time. Oh, Macy, do you suffer from any chronic... I illness? certainly do. I understand. Okay. You it's got... Uh, the name of his night shift. <laughs> you shut yourself now. <laughs> Sinus Survival. That's what we're talking about. And he's written a very, very interesting book. It's called Sinus Survival, a holistic medical treatment for allergies, asthma, bronchitis, colds, and sinusitis. And a couple things I wanted to ask you. Uh, first, I want to welcome you to WBAI. Pleasure to be here. Okay. And uh, I want to ask you about each of these things a little, and then definitely about holistic medicine, and how this disease has changed over the years, or people's perception of it. The first question is, what are sinuses? Sinuses are air-filled cavities. There are four pairs of them that surround the nose. And together with the nose, they um, act as the body's primary air filter. Okay. That's, that's how we filter all the air that we're breathing. It's the gateway to the, and the entry point of the respiratory tract. And the respiratory tract consists of the nose, the sinuses, and the lungs. And their purpose sinuses purpose with the nose is to protect the lungs and they protect the lungs by filtering the air and humidifying the air okay and that's the way we need to receive air basically that's right the the air we breathe mostly through our nose and sinuses unless we're really plugged up and the filter gets plugged up and then we're breathing through our mouths okay which I know many people out here all right, well, then the next question is, and I'm doing this a little bit in the order of the way you have this set up in your book and your table of contents, but what makes a sinus sick? Well, if it's a filter, mm-hmm. uh, the, the dirtier the air, the worse the sinuses are going to be, and that's why sinuses are getting so sick. In fact, chronic sinusitis has become America's most common chronic disease. You know, chronic is really a medical euphemism for incurable. So here we have a problem that now affects one out of every seven people in this country. And um, it's the, the conventional treatment is to just keep using antibiotics and or surgery. And there are now 500,000 sinus surgeries being performed every year in the United States. And most of those people are not being cured. Wow. I've seen people who have had multiple sinus surgeries. They just keep going. If one lady had 14 sinus surgeries, 
Wow. So that's that's why I did, I wrote this book because okay. I my my ear, nose, and throat doctor. I had this problem for ten years, and I, and he told me, look, I can keep giving you antibiotics or I can offer you surgery, but I really can't guarantee that either one of those is going to cure you. He said, basically, you're going to have to learn to live with this. And I said, wow. yeah, you must be kidding. There's just no way I'm going to live with this. And and that's when I went beyond the bounds of conventional medicine and and discovered holistic medicine and realized that if you treat the causes and you're treating the whole person, body, mind, and spirit, you can cure not only chronic sinusitis but, but almost anything. Well, let, let me let me ask you a few questions on, on that note. Um, now you say treating the cause. Now, from from the outset, or maybe to the the untrained ear or eye, as it were, uh, it sounds like the best thing to do is move away from all this dirty air. That that would be the the obvious thing, and and in fact, I've been asked that question many times. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you still live in Denver mm-hmm. because it's very badly polluted? Well, actually, Denver has served as a great laboratory for developing this program because the air is filthy. But interestingly enough, the EPA tells us that indoor air can be as much as 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. And as you know, the air air in New York is is just awful. But indoor air from um, the dust, animal dander, mold... uh, uh, fumes from building materials, from formaldehyde in the furniture, uh, in the carpets, uh, all kinds of things go on. Computer screens are a major polluter. They put out positive ions. And that affects and, your sinuses. And it can affect your sinuses. It can affect your immune system. So, so there's a lot going on in, in indoor air, but the good part is, the good news is, there, there are things that you can do to really clean and create an optimum indoor environment. I use negative ion generators a lot. They, okay, now negative ion generators is something you can buy and put in your house. Yes, that's it's not right. not a giant Star Wars device. No, no, okay. no. In fact, the one that I recommend in, in Sinus Survival, I call it the Sinus Survival Air Vitalizer. And in, in the back of the book, I have a product index, and um, people can find all of the products that I mention in the book and where to get them in this list in the back of the book. So um, this little device, which costs $150, uh, will do a room of at least 150 to 200 square feet and fill it with ions, and the negative ions clean the air. They attract the dust and the animal dander and mold and, and precipitate out and fall to the tabletop or the floor. And um, they also stimulate, the negative ions stimulate the cilia on the mucous membrane of the nose and sinuses so that it can actually help restore normal function and get your filter filtering again. So $150. Yeah, yeah, and you can breathe great air. Now, a small unit like this would do an entire apartment or house? No, you would have to 150 square feet, so it would would certainly do a bedroom, and that's where most people are for close to eight hours anyway, and... And so you can be breathing optimum air. I have one in my bedroom and one on my desk at work. So that's where most of us spend time. 
Well, and especially if you're working in front of a computer screen all day, uh, it, it's very unhealthy. It's very interesting for many other reasons as well. And if you're if you're working near a smoker, that that's even more unhealthy. That that really clogs the filter. Mm. Cigarette smoke is probably the the very worst thing Please that you can do to the sinuses. That's that's right. Well, well, let me ask you two, two, a two-fold question. I wanted you to sort of identify what the common respiratory diseases are, allergies, asthma, bronchitis, and then what uh, people have generally done for this. Now, you mentioned sinus, for sinusitis or allergies, people get surgery. Okay, but I want to know, you know what, are the, what are the differences between sinusitis, bronchitis, allergies? Okay. Just if you can. Please. Sure. Uh, sinusitis is usually an infection or an inflammation, but it, it, usually what we're talking about here are chronic infections of the sinuses. People think that they have a cold that just won't go away, and, and the symptoms are similar to a cold, but if you have a cold that's lasting for two weeks or three weeks or even three months or ten years, <laughs> I, I have seen people that have had it for over a year. Um, Think sinusitis. Now, the, the, the few symptoms that are almost always present with sinusitis are headache. You can have a headache in your, over your cheeks, around your eyes, in your forehead, even a toothache. The, about 10% of the people that have a sinus infection will be going to the dentist because they have a dental, they think they have a dental problem, and the big sinuses in their cheeks can actually show up with pain in your teeth. So so you have a headache, uh, congestion in your head, not necessarily that your nose is, is real plugged up, but that your whole head feels full. People get real tired. Um, the fatigue is a big symptom. And the telltale sign is thick, yellow, green, infected looking mucus that usually drips down the back of the throat. So those are the symptoms of a sinus infection. Now, allergies are usually more seasonal. Um, you get sneezing and a drippy, clear, runny nose, and and, um, and you're usually allergic to pollen in the air. I mean, that's, that's the way allergies usually present. Some people think they have who have chronic sinusitis think they have year-round allergies. There's something always going on with their nose. They're always having some mucus, always some congestion. And, uh, you know, I have these allergies. And actually what they have is chronic sinusitis. Um, bronchitis is an infection of the lungs. And very often, people who have a sinus infection drain all of this infected mucus that I was just talking about down the back of their throat and it gets into their lungs and infects their lungs. So they, they go to the doctor oh and, and they you know and they get diagnosed with bronchitis when in fact they actually have a sinus infection. So now they've got both. Now they have both. And it's and right. it's sinobronchitis as well. Oh, sinobronchitis. So uh, another great but but you see what what you're you're getting the picture here is that it's one continuous Membrane that connects the nose, the sinuses, and the lungs, and it's easy for all three to get infected at the same time, especially when 
If you have an injured part of the body and you put it in a sling or a splint and you don't use it, it'll heal. The problem with a respiratory tract is you always have to breathe. That's what the respiratory tract is for. So there's no way to put it at rest. And um, most of this starts as a cold, the common cold. And the it starts with a cold. That's how most sinus infections begin, is with the common cold. And there was actually a study done two years ago at the University of Virginia where they studied students and employees at the school who thought they just had the cold, a common cold. And they studied them with CAT scans, which is the most diagnostic test for sinus infections. They found that 87% of these people who thought they just had a cold actually had a on CAT scan. So what we're seeing here is probably the beginning of the replacement of common cold as the most common ailment in America. It may, may now have been replaced with a sinus infection. So most people with colds actually have a sinus infection. Okay. Well, I don't want to touch on asthma yet because I have a very specific question. Let me talk to you about sinusitis bronchitis. And allergies for a minute. Now, I know people who all their lives, since I've known them, let's say, let's, I think of one girl in particular. She sounds like this. Yeah. Like half, at least half half the year, she sounds like this. Mm-hmm. And she can't breathe. It's her sinuses or whatever. Now, I suffered from from allergies, you know, from what I and I never had them when I was young. It wasn't until I was about eighteen, nineteen, I started having this problem. Mm-hmm. And. I would have, like you said, the typical symptoms. I'd have sneezing fits where I would just eyes are tearing and you know, and I'm uh-huh. thinking itchy. Know, itchy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd read so I'm thinking, well, I know brain cells are being killed. I figure I could sneeze myself into a stupor. And what happened is I found that A, if I didn't eat as much cheese, mm-hmm. okay, uh, B, if I was more active physically working out, mm-hmm. uh, and got more sleep, you know, just took better care of myself. My allergies didn't bother me as much. Now, you what just, are your comments? You just described most of Chapter 8 <laughs> okay. in the book. Okay, okay. The, and that's, that's the, the, the sinus survival program, mm-hmm. as described in this book, is a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. And that means that <clears throat> there's a physical and environmental component, a mental, emotional, social, and a spiritual component. And what you talked about, I've I've touched on the environmental yes, component yes, with cleaning the air with negative ion generators. And don't forget the dryness. It's very dry indoors mm. here. And especially in the wintertime with the heater on, mm. you really need a humidifier. All right, so and the ionizer. And the ionizer are two main things that you need. The uh, But the physical approach has to do with (coughs) diet. And when I started to really work hard on curing my my own sinusitis, which I I did about eight years ago, I stopped eating my bowl of ice cream every night. And what you just mentioned is I had a bowl of ice cream for years. No, wait a minute. I didn't see any big pot belly. (laughs) (laughs) I burned it up. I do a lot of exercise. But... um, um, just cutting out milk and dairy products 
is a real big help for your respiratory tract. It cuts way down on the mucus production and... and um, Because cheese is mucus. Yeah, and... Um, Food allergy it can be a big problem with this. So um, wheat, milk, and dairy are at the top of the list of possible food allergens. Exercise is a major part of the program. However, in a, in a city like New York and in Denver, you really have to be very conscious of where you're exercising and how high a pollution day it is. And, and you don't want to be running along a busy city street where you're, you're breathing hard and you're breathing all these fumes, the, the car exhaust, into your lungs and into your sinuses. You do more damage. You can do more damage, more harm than good. So um, I recommend on uh, high pollution days, and if you can't exercise outdoors safely, that you, you get a, you know, a treadmill or a, a stationary bike and you have an ion generator right next to it, and uh, you breathe in good conditions. Hmm. So, so that's very helpful. Another very simple thing is water. I was going to say that. Drinking enough water. Now, you know, the whole the human body is about seventy percent water. Every function of the body works better in a more liquid environment. So including the mucous membranes that line the nose and sinuses. That is so important, isn't it? Pardon me? We are born in liquid. So well, we sure are, and we stay in it. And, uh, I mean, but, but our joints, our skin, uh, kidneys, digestive tract, everything works better if you drink enough water. Enough water is a half an ounce per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 160 pounds, you ought to be drinking about 80 ounces of water a day. Now, if you wait until you're thirsty, you're never going to drink enough water. So you have to be really conscious of, I, I come downstairs in the morning, after I get up, I, I drink 20 ounces, two 10-ounce glasses of water right off the bat. And then I always keep a glass on my desk, I keep a bottle in the car. And as long as you're near a bathroom, you're, you're in good shape. Good shape. Well, a couple questions here. Um, I, I want to talk about something you, you've got called a symptom chart and, and how that works with your sinus survival program. But I did notice something, and maybe you could explain this. Uh, it's something I discovered, okay, again, and, and reading your book, and I have to ask this almost rhetorically. Uh, again, with, the, with my battles with, uh, you know, allergies, I learned that if my sinuses really felt bad, I couldn't breathe. I did five, ten minutes of jumping jacks. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Why is that? Exercise really acts as the probably the most powerful digestant we've got. It is. It's a natural symptom. Uh, symptom treatment. Uh, in fact, in the in the new edition of Sinus Survival, which you have right there, on um, uh, a few pages beyond that, you'll see a natural symptom, uh, a natural quick fix symptom treatment chart. And I have for uh, a stuffy nose. I've got. Water in, adequate water intake, hot tea is very helpful. I've got uh, steam with eucalyptus oil. I even have massage and orgasm as um, also 
um, good decongestants. Massage and, and orgasm. Why are you? Okay. They all work. I'm they, subscribed to your so, program. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, in fact, I have found that um, most people with chronic sinus problems have a great deal of repressed anger. Anger that they don't release. So what I found as the most powerful decongestant, if you want to really unplug things, punching. Not necessarily punching the person you're angry at. I understand, That's not, I understand. But, but I have a uh, punching bag in my basement with boxing gloves, and I, you know, I go down there, preventive medicine, once, once a day I go down for about a minute. I punch the heck out of that punching bag, and boy, if I was ever even the least bit congested, it opens me right up. Well, it sounds to me more and more, uh, the more I learn about holistic medicine, and the more I'm hearing you talk and then looking, uh, I didn't read the entire book, but I did look through it quite a bit, uh, is there's definitely a relation between how you feel and what's going on with you mentally and spiritually. And let's, let's get to that part, the spiritual part. How, how big an effect and what's the relation between your sinuses and your spirit? Well, as I just mentioned to you, uh, I, I see consistently that people that have chronic sinus problems have a great deal of repressed anger. Mm-hmm. They are usually blaming others for their problems or angry at other people. So it's like and, a blockage. And they feel disconnected from other people. Mm-hmm. And most people with chronic sinusitis also feel disconnected from sure. God. Sure. And and so I I find that daily prayer is real helpful. Um, Larry Dossi has written a couple of books on the healing power of prayer, and there's some scientific studies on this already. Um, uh, just even being the feeling of gratitude and being grateful for the many blessings that we have, rather than focusing on our miseries. Um, I mean, I thought I was cursed when I had chronic sinusitis. I was so miserable. And at this point, eight years after curing it, I can tell you that I actually feel like I was blessed with this disease. I My life has completely changed as a result of having chronic sinusitis. I would not be practicing holistic medicine, which I love. I would not have written a book. I uh, and in fact, I'm working on another book right now. Uh, my my life, my relationship with my wife, with my kids, everything has changed because I had chronic sinusitis. You're tuned to listener-sponsored radio WBAI. 99.5 FM. We've been listening to Dr. Robert Ifker, who has written a book called Sinus Survival, the holistic medical treatment for allergies, asthma, bronchitis, colds, and sinusitis. And it is the most or the number one chronic uh, ailment in the country today. And this is as a result of the world we've created and the atmosphere we breathe. Because the sinuses are, as he said, our filters for the air that we need to survive. Isn't the body amazing? Yes, Think it is. about that, Mike. The system that works right. for us. That's right.
Did a little of Donald Fagan in there.
Yes, but you love me. Night shift again. I'll be damn late. Night shift again. 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 I'll be damn late. You tuned to listen to Sponsored Radio. WBAI. Night shift. It's my favorite show. The name of the show.
Don't make me destroy you. This is Elena hurrying to the studio music. <laughs> it's good music. So you hear Elena. She's, Elena she's has dropping, dropping stuff as she runs. <laughs> she, she's going to make it. It's only going to be 12.15 when she gets there. Mike likes doing that because he knows that he's usually the one that's late. First of all, I've never no, late. Like to jump on anybody else who's ever late. I am never late. You're always late. Your last one. You go to hell. <laughs> All right, well, you are tuned to listener-sponsored radio, WBAI 99.5 FM. The name of the show is Night Shift. I'm Mike Sargent. I'm your host here, and it's 1216, and here's why I'm talking early before all the music uh, normally would still be playing. We're going to have our last barbecue of the summer right here in the studio with Byron. Back from assignment. <laughs> And Elena. Yeehaw! <laughs> Night shift. Night shift. Night shift. Barbecue. So hot. The last barbecue of the summer. Here. On the air. Night shift. Night shift. An audio barbecue. Night shift. Night shift. Night shift. Invisible, but you can feel it. Night shift. It's happening. Night shift. Night shift. at the beginning of the barbecue. Now it's time to dance. The, Elena is the party. She starts Thank the party. You. She walks She's in. So hot, says, you melt the marshmallows over. <laughs>
Motel Sounds. That's what that is there. DGM. Great moments of DGM. Were you, were you enjoying that? Uh, totally impressed. And, uh, you want a cocktail here later? Uh, no. Uh, Not to that music. <laughs> I don't know. Elena wants something different. Uh, well, you are tuned, like I said, to listener-sponsored radio, WBAI. And this is Night Shift. And, you know, I have a pretty much a jam-packed show. I have a, quite a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite a lot of information to give out to you. I have quite a lot of music. Uh, and I do have a Night Shift theme as I'm pouring drinks for everybody here. Yes. I, that's not what that sounds that's, like. That's... <laughs> It's an illusion. Over the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's, like urinal radio. First of all, that's your imagination. So everybody else, there's no ice cubes when you are doing something like that. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Stirring. There you go. How about that, Alita? How, so, <laughs> How about that, Alita? You're Some asking too much of a listener. <laughs> Listen, I'm shaking your drink now. (laughs) Gin and tonic? (laughs) Come on. Here you go. Here you go. Let me me pour this for you. (laughs) Share it. I know you can't wait to uh, taste this. But uh, here you go, Alina. Okay. Um, and we'll come back to the drinking. It's going to hold on to it for a while. <laughs> hold on to the drink for a little while. Tune but, in. Uh, stay tuned. Tune in to part two. Uh, so, uh, you know, I have a number of things I want to talk about, some current events. Okay, I have to just ask. I'm with you. I've here. been out there in the field. Uh, now, were you out there in the field? Byron was, you know, covered with disease uh, for a while. Uh, but he's right back. Here. He's yes. back. He's back. He's back. Healthy. He's, he's back and he's healthy. And he, and he beat that thing. Yes. Uh, it's interesting. He kicked Byron. it. You know, he, yes, he did. Like just, you know, yes, he did. Uh, like John Wayne, would have, <laughs> you know, cancer. Uh, uh, well, you know, he tried, but uh, I'm just saying, Byron Saunders, I'm glad you're healthy and back with us, and you, you had pink eye. Yeah. Ew. And yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's ugly. It's, I, I had a patch it. over my eye. Mm, yeah, I saw that the pirate thing. Yes, hard. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> we battled back. And you battled back. All right, <laughs> we um, took the fort. So, all right. So, Barnes Saunders is here. Keith, Keith uh, Brown. Yes. How are you, sir? It is Doing good okay. to see you. It's, it's, you're just like sitting in between myself in and time. Byron. Thank That's you. right. That's right. That's right. 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 Uh, my brother, my roommate. Yes, your former, oh, former roommate. Former roommate. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Former roommate. Yes, sorry. Now he's going to have a new former, a new yes. roommate. Yes, yes. That's that? right. That's right. And ah, Elena. 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 Okay. So, Elena. Yes. It's uh, good for you to to have joined us and early on in the show. Yes, I have a new razor. I have to report. I'm very pleased. It's a razor that actually has a little case that you like stick, sticks to the wall of the bathroom. Okay. So now it's easy access. All right. Easy access were you, razor. Were you having difficulty accessing? Yes, prior? because usually I would grab for it and it would slip out of my hands and then it would cut me I and understand. then I was. I understand. Then I would drop on the the floor of the, the tub and I would just step on it and that would be gross and wow, no. then like one of the Inspector roaches would take Clouseau. it away <laughs> Clouseau. Uh, all right so Elena I, I'm very happy for you and, yeah. and your new razor uh, but I do want to say that it is interesting what's going on in the world uh, Byron I, I, I don't really think things could get any stranger Really? You know, do you? I mean... Well, I, I mean, I've kind of seen this coming forward. Of course you did, Byron. Things have been pretty nuts, too. But it's, 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 the predictability of it is, is because uh, it chooses a path 
to express itself in the manner that it's doing. And we have to overcome that thought what, what by are you talking about addressing <laughs> it and attacking it. Huh? It exactly. Yes, but Byron, yes, 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 we're yes. with you, Byron. I understand you. You are my friend and we will we will take, <laughs> understand Byron. We will take the pill <laughs> together, Byron. Right, exactly. All right, so um, but uh, anyway, so, so we have things, a, right. we have a theme today. We have a theme. Yes, let's uh, get back to the show. Get back to the show. We have a theme and uh, I do want to give a perspective. You know, one right. of the things about life is like science fiction, yes. which is an ongoing theme here in this magazine format show, is that we look at things. And, and and wow, like it does seem like science fiction. So at the same time, we are destroying the earth. We Sadly, are, we are fine, and 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 all kinds of species. It's it's horrifying, yeah, it's you know. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's horrifying. To, just to read the news, there's so much bad news. And I have friends that are like, "Do you have any good news? Why are you sending me this?" So, uh, so I try to have some good news here. And generally, the good news is that we found a way to combat something that we were doing to ourselves, you know? It's like, yes, we can clean up the plastic. All right, which so, was. So I'm just going to say. I'm curious as that may be. And then there's the category I feel, yes. I, for a while I've been thinking that, that we should have this category uh, as part of the life's like science fiction stories. Right. Cause, and, and I'm thinking going forward that we can categorize them. You remember how we used to have categories, you know, back in many, the day? Many, many, many moons ago. So there's a category tonight uh, that I will call, what did I just say? What did, what did I just read? Ah. Okay, that, that's really what the category what is. Okay, and then we that? have the latest from Rumpelstiltskin Labs. <laughs> the latest from Rumpelstiltskin Labs. Stay tuned. And... Um, you know, some of these, just reading the titles alone, just tell you what you're in store for. I, I'll, I'll read one for you. Uh, wife, admits to kill, <coughs> wife admits to killing her husband after he purchased porn. Okay. Uh, robotic herding of flock of birds using drones. <laughs> Hmm. Now, just giving you that's a range of things that we're going to cover. Uh, and um, I remember reading a grant about that. Do you? Yes. You, you got a grant for that? Or you no, were reading, reading about a grant? <laughs> yes, yes, there was. Yes, there was. Actually, they now, made a documentary I'm to, on it. I, see, there it is. There it is. Then you can make a documentary. That. Could you? Yes. All right. Well, I'm, then, you know, we have a good two and a half hours, Mark. So, so. I think National uh -huh. Geographic did a story on a, on, on a test that a pilot actually did, flying geese. Well, uh, I'm, this is a new story, Byron. I'm going to read. You can, I'll let you read this story. Yeah, okay, but they've been, in, they've been researching. Oh, yes, it for of a while. course, of course, they have. Just, this is part of what I remember. The ongoing. Right, see, there it is, Byron. Experiment. You're, you're, you're tuned in. Yes. Okay, and you knew what was going to happen. You just didn't warn us. Well, it says, what did so that's I just okay, say? Byron. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Specially prepared paper can bend, fold, or flatten on command. That's right. Ooh. Wow. That is no, that's right. life is like that science. Is, there's so much. This, I'm just scratching. I'm just. I'm going to scroll through these stories. There's so My many of them. Goodness. We're just going to hit it and and go. It's just going to paint a picture for you. But here's the theme of the show, Martin. Yes, uh, and and I thought of this specifically for Keith because uh, uh, what people don't know about Keith, Keith is like this fantastic artist. You know, he's very yes. humble about it. He's got his own thing. He's got his own style. He's always constantly drawing, constantly you know, putting out creative content, uh, and you know, he's ha hit different peaks. You know, he's in the Smithsonian. He's you know, he's all these different things. And uh, his art is very good. His art is I very mean, good. But exceptional. Now, now. I know, he's very modest. But I thought about the fact that almost all my friends are artists. Yes. You know, and and uh, so uh, from that standpoint, and people can call in, 
you know, if you're an artist or you're creative. Uh, and, and I want to know from you, Keith, mm-hmm. and then, of course, I'm going to ask you, Byron, I'm going to, of course, ask you, Elena, and I can only imagine what your answer is. But I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. what is your, personally, now, there may be things that people go, wow, it's so fantastic you did that, but for you, what's one of your greatest achievements as an artist that, for you, that meant a lot to you? As an artist? Yes, just as an artist. Mm. You know, I think being an artist is so connected to who I am. It's hard for me to think of it as, to me, it's just who I am. So that's not what I mean. I mean, I know. I mean, specific professionally, you're talking about. Well, just an achievement artistically. It could be finishing a book you never published. It could be anything. It could be be graphic design. Anything artistic Uh, that you achieved. Okay. Well, I was living in Kentucky a long time ago, about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And then uh, I got this call to come to New York and try for this job, you know, with uh, Jazz Lincoln Center Orchestra that's headed by uh, Wynton Marsalis. So I went I went up there. I only had a week to prepare, and I went there, and I'd been wanting to come back to New York because this is where I'm from originally. And uh, I had this big interview, and it was like so many people there. They were looking at my work, you know, my design work, my illustration work, and it was like all these famous people, you know, that were in the board of uh, Lincoln Center. I looked at my work and I really didn't think I did a very good job. I was clumsy. I forgot things I wanted to say. So I walk out into the hallway. I'm leaving the building. And the uh, woman at the front desk says, uh, there's a phone call for you. And uh, he says, I, he said, uh, and it was Whit Marsalis. And he said, uh, he says, I want you to come here to New York and work for me. And uh, I want you here in two days, uh, two weeks or something like that. And uh, and I was like, really? He goes, yeah, we want you now. We need you right now. You said you a bad MF. <laughs> and I think that moment, as far as acceptance of what I do, was the highest level. That he's this big New York institution with one of, my, one of the most famous jazz musicians in the world actually wanted me. That's a great story. Oh, great story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Kitty. Sorry, what else? Wow. <laughs>
magnificent Are you with that? I, I, I have okay. a question for you. Yes, yes, sir. Who was the opening trumpet player that we did for the opening of tonight's DGM? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. That trumpet player was awesome. Okay, something's happening with the computer here. I would love to know who that uh, who that was. What yeah. group was that? Because his his trumpet line. I think I might have shazammed it actually. Uh, oh my goodness! Well, it's a group. It's a the track is called Point G. Point G. And who is the artist? The featured artist. I'll tell you in a minute. Something deluxe, right? Computer is yeah, it's something deluxe. But uh, the computer's acting weird, so I'm gonna have to switch computers. Okay. Uh, and what did you think of that opening key? Oh yeah, that was cool. My I'm gosh, not. his trumpet his trumpet lines were amazing. And, and and so right you told here. the story of Winston right Marsalis. <laughs> so I'm connecting the, the trumpet player. Yeah. Yes, Brian. Brian yes. with you, Creaky. Well, the interesting thing about a lot of those uh, kind of acid jazz tracks yes. that are from, from Europe is you never really know who's playing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, these, you know, like, it could be these brilliant cats, you know, the European guys probably went to some conservatory or something, and then they got, got a one-day session, did the cat, but the thing, you never know find out who he is. Right. Studio musician. Studio musician. Well, he's he's got he's got a lot of balls to, <laughs> to play play it like that because that's some serious vibes there. All right. By the way, uh, just so you know, what I'm putting together for the fall, yes, uh, it's been believe it or not, it's been ten years that we've been doing DGM on on night shift. Night shift. Now I've been doing DGM. DGM. Listen, I've been doing. If if you knew me, I've been doing DGM. Damn good music collections. uh, What they call mixtapes from back in the day. It's the beginning of time. It's the beginning of time (laughs) before later was born. And uh, so when I started offering it here on. Night Shift, you know, and it did so well as a premium and people enjoyed it and it was part of the show and blah, blah, blah. So it's DGM. And now I do a, a morning music show called Damn Good Music. So DGM, yes. 10 years, you know. and, and, and Not to be missed. You have to listen to everyone. It's right. And, and Keith, Keith, I've been sending them. Keith, Keith's been into them. I think, Keith, you've been yeah. listening. Uh, and somebody's calling already. Wow. Hello. You're on the air. Yeah, hey, Mike. How's it going? Yeah. <clears throat> who, who's this? This is John from Boulder. John, you're going to share okay. a story, too, of, like, your greatest artistic achievement? My greatest artistic achievement? Yeah. What What was your, for you, a peak for you? Peak. Oh, there's a few of me. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, artwork, like drawing or painting or graphic well, art. Or- listen, any aspect of your art, your creativity, that you're particularly proud of something you achieved with it. Well, the biggest thing I did, um, <clears throat> I told you, I, I, I called you a couple weeks ago. I'm a, I work for the Motion Picture Studio. Yeah, yeah we, remember. we remember you. Yeah, I was listening to your stuff tonight. I was just hanging out. But mm-hmm. I uh, I told you before, I worked with Mike Panera from the Iron Butterfly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, we did a gig. I played guitar with him at a gig in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And it was in 1992 when the... Uh, right after the war was over in the Middle East. The first one, you know, with Kuwait. Remember that? Of course. Uh, All right, so was it, there. the thing in Fort Lauderdale was called Operation Home Front. So all these soldiers came home from the Middle East after that was over, 
And in Fort Lauderdale, I don't know if you saw, but they had this big parade. They had the Army and the Navy and the Marines. And it was in Bouvier, Bouvier Park, or I, I think that's how you say it. And it's a big park in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, <clears throat> so Mike said, hey, we, we got a gig down here in Lauderdale. Come on down. But, he, you know, he didn't really tell me what it was. So we're on our, I got down there and we're hanging out. We went to do this gig and uh, there's all these army tanks and soldiers. And I mean, the whole park was full of people. It must have been like over a million people there. The whole city was there. And I go, this is where we're playing? He goes, yeah, they got a stage set up on each end of the park. So it, I don't know, it was like nine o'clock that night. We got to play and uh, I got it all on video, but the whole, there must have been a million people. That's the biggest concert I ever did, or groups that I ever played in front of, and I'm from Fort Lauderdale, when I was playing guitar and we were doing all this, I was looking across the road, you know, across from the park, and it was the Broward County General Hospital, and that's where I was born. It was pretty wild, you know, playing in your hometown like that. Hello? No, that's a great story. Yeah, yeah, so it was a pretty wild uh, night, and uh, everybody had a blast. I mean, there were other bands playing there, so I just thought I'd... I got a lot of things that happened in entertainment that were pretty amazing. All right. So, and, uh, so you just were hanging out listening to the show, is that what you're saying? No, I was, I was playing guitar with Mike. He had a, the Mike Panera solo band. No, 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 I'm talking about tonight. Oh, tonight, yeah. I just turned it on earlier. I was listening to a show before yours came on. And, uh, yeah, I was just checking out some of the music you were playing. It's pretty good. You guys are having a barbecue? or? Yes, yes. we are. As a matter of fact, uh, Elena. With cocktails. Elena. You got a microwave? Or... <laughs> microwave barbecue. That's Elena. That's Drink from Elena. Not me. Don't slurp like that, Elena. Byron. Boy, that's good. See, it's Byron. Byron, put my burger. What are you guys mixing up? Martinis? Yeah, yeah, of course. Martini Bob, That's right. Vodka Martini. All right. Vodka Martini. Shake it. Got to try the Monopolovich. It's, it's a potato vodka. Ooh, yes. Great. Monopolovich. You ever heard of it? I have, but it sounds like a winner. Yeah, you can say that up. by the time you get through drinking, you just got to be good. <laughs> yeah, you want to drink potato vodkas. Yeah, I agree. That, that, that That's stuff why we with, like uh, you, John. Grain alcohol is definitely not good. Uh, yeah, one of you guys have pink eye? Byron. Yeah, I was uh, unfortunate. Do you have a pink eye infection? I had it. Oh, you got rid of it? Yes, I did. Okay, there's... There's a certain type of colloidal silver water that gets rid of that in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I'm, I'm, I was under great care, and thank goodness for drugs, so you can help kill it. Yeah, <laughs> help kill the pain. Thank help goodness for pain. drugs. Right, right, right. So I, I mean, listen. We could say that even if you don't have pain. Medicare works, y'all. Medicare works. Yeah, they take it. I, I'm a senior citizen, and I'm gonna tell you, Medicare works. And I, it costs. But it's like, thank goodness, because it's uh, us. We need to make sure that we are able to sustain whatever that's out there. And and so, for to let people know, the system yes. does work. 
now. Wow, a positive work environment. That's about right. That. About the establishment. Yeah, about this. Hey, listen, listen, we pay into a system to make it work. See, then remember, it gets back to the five core things that I really Of course. Clean, clean, clean. Defeating the hungry. That's right. That's right. Listen, fine. Naked. Listen, we can, we, can come, we can come back to that. All right, Elena, I want to. I do want to ask Elena now. Elena, uh, do you have a, a specific uh, creative or artistic achievement, something you've achieved thus far? Not that this is it, that you're particularly proud of. So it's not an obituary type thing? No. This is not. <laughs> we hope you die soon. This is not the epitaph. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you guys have any uh, questions on the studios? Or? No, no, we're not. Not at the moment. We're, we're waiting for Elena's answer. Go ahead, Elena. Well, I think anytime you when you when you do write something or you finish one Elena, piece, you don't have to qualify it. No, just okay. tell us. Tell us. I say there was a piece and. Was chosen by my high school, which I doesn't this fares in comparison to um, Keys, but when they chose my my um, my photograph, and that was kind of like a kind of meant a lot that you know my peers from I sounds pathetic from high school, but it kind of meant a lot that I because I keep things all to myself, and maybe they're not good anyway, but. When you actually put something out there and actually someone acknowledges it, that's kind of a special, special feeling. See the camera spinning around a teenage Elena as she gets chosen, and it's, it's spinning I wasn't around a her. Teenager. Oh, all right. Well, you like, said it was your high school, right? Yeah, but no, it was like twenty years later. I submitted. Oh, you submitted twenty years alumni. later. Oh, oh, for alumni. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now that's even bigger. Well, now the camera's like really spinning, <laughs> it's like slow motion, and Elena's imagining confetti. Yes. Oh, hail me. That is a great... You know, artistic validation, like what what Keith's talking about there, there's that moment where, you know, I I can definitely... I think part of it, this is part of why I wanted to ask the question, because I want to see what people say. I think part of it is is that it's a validation. You know, you, you have doubts about what you do, and something happens externally. That, that validates. Do, do you concur, Keith? I do. I think too that some sometimes you get into that drone world where you it's self 
Appalachian. The drone world, like where you're flo- herding flocks of birds? Well, you're, no, self-Appalachian meaning like you're, it's easy to write in a, in a bubble or take pictures in a bubble, which is, you know, but then, um, and you just say, oh, this is really, really good. And you don't, you know, you're introverted in anything you do. And you have to self-praise yourself. And then you get stuck into that rut of not being having any sort of courage to actually let anyone else experience it because then they might say something otherwise, that it's not good and it's not, and it's not worthy of any sort of time or recognition. Well, you know, I, I do have a th- thought, thoughts on, on just that, though. I do think that, you know, people's words against you uh, or your art, they only resonate if they resonate within you, like it's something you fear or already feel yourself. I feel like if someone said to you, oh, Elena, you know, you're a big fat black woman, you'd be like, what? You know, that's not going to resonate because you don't see yourself as a big fat black woman, you know, or as our example. I'm just saying, you know, you're a (laughs) really off track. It is. But you're really you're you're just a really skinny. uh, I'm just saying uh, somebody. (laughs) Where is this going? (laughs) The point I'm making. I I gave you my vulnerable opinion and you're just attacking my physicality. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're just a skinny little stupid bee. That's not what I'm saying at all. You white Stupid, skinny, stupid thing. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying, (laughs) you know, all right, okay, I'm going to stop talking now. And I'll let you finish it later. So, all I was saying is that I I understand. Well, again, when you, again, if you you keep going to that that drone or, you know, path, you're you're never going to get out of that hole. Unless you really submit yourself to others, and you're right, uh, then wait, you got, wait, 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 you, <laughs> you got to explain that sentence. Oh, I don't mean submit. submit. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You can't say well, you'll never get out of your hole unless you submit to others. Well, you, I you understand. What I know you do, Byron, because you are on the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the you have to expose yourself. So I'm like, trying you have to, to be willing to. I am willing. I'm asking. Because if you, I'm trying to understand. If you later. create any creative space within your own within your own world, then the skin becomes just raw, and then you, if you like, expose it into the sun, it's raw skin. So it's only going to be burnt. When your when your work doesn't see any light of day, and you're just like self cultivating it, it, a it will never really improve because you never any sort of feedback, and then your only your your confidence is is just built on nothing, but you know bloated self self acclimation. Yeah, but that could happen if you're famous and, and moderately talented, too. People usually share. You know, if you're famous, then people, they know the names that expect you to do it. But I, I understand exactly what Elaine is saying. No, because, I, do. I do. Because I myself, you know, I was an introvert most of my life. And, you know, doing art, as you know, Mike, is sort of a, you know, solitary endeavor. Or writing, for that matter, for okay. sure. And so you, when you're cultivating, it is a coming out of your head. And then you finally go out into the world, you're like, 
if, what I doing, I mean, it doesn't matter how much you read or how much you study other artists or, you know, writers, you still don't know if what you're doing is good. And then you, want to, then you also want to be true to yourself and you want to be original. So you don't want to copy anyone. So are people going to accept what I'm doing? And you never really know. So, I mean, I came from a commercial art background. So what I do is acceptable in the most generic kind of way. You know, like a hand, look, if you draw a hand, it looks like a hand, a head looks like a head. But then you hope that maybe you can go beyond that and really express yourself beyond the restrictions of what's accepted so that people, you won't just have people say, oh, wow, he can draw because he can do obvious things. But then you want to be able to really stretch yourself out as a creative person, you know, not just be, I mean, Elena probably always knew that she could write. But she didn't know if she had anything really special to say that would make her different. And you want people well, to like, she, she read a, your thing. She was a photograph. She was a photograph. Oh, photograph. But writing, too. Writing it's the same thing. Photo- yeah, it is the same thing. Yeah, and you're hoping that people will see what you see. And, and unfortunately, you know, the more famous they are and the more successful they are, then you kind of feel like, oh, well, I really want that person to say it because look how huge they are, you know. But it really shouldn't matter. I guess really... It, it, it should really just mean something to you. Well, I, you know, I, I agree with everything that both of you are saying, but I think, I think again, I think, you know, you think of achievement. You know, there is a relationship between the artist uh, and the person who views the, or hears or experiences the art. You know, I think that's part of it. You know, like like Elena says, you can create it in a, in a, in a vacuum. You know, uh, but you know, I watched this documentary um, just recently on. Uh, these abstract artists and um, and I, it recalled to me uh, the time when I, I interviewed, I don't remember the name of the artist, he was, he was somewhat famous at the time and, and I was doing it for BAI, this is many years ago and I went to his studio and he had these giant, giant canvases with all kinds of like stuff and paint and stuff stuck on there and they were huge, they were as huge as this, this wall here, like, like 15, 25 feet across. And and I remember walking around his studio and I looked at these paintings. Some of them were huger than others. And I asked him, I said, well, how, how do you know when you're finished? You know, and you know, like, you're like, you know, that's the final splatter. Uh, and he said, you know, a painting is never finished until somebody else sees it. And to him, that was the, the completion of it. And, and I always, I, I never forgot that or, or I hadn't remembered it for a long time. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think that, uh, do you agree that the response is a big part of art, whether you want to admit it or not, or, you know, creativity? Oh, yeah, because you want to, I mean, art to me is a form of communication, you know, so you, you're trying to make a connection with another person. You know, I think the only way it can't work is if no one connects to it. But if people connect to it, no matter what you're reason for doing it is, whether or not they got what you were thinking, as long as they have some sort of a communicative experience looking at it, or listening to it, or whatever. Well, I get to play devil's advocate, but I don't want to hear what Elena thinks. What does Elena think? No, I totally agree with that. But also, too, it's once that communication is started, and you have to be a certain person it's um that can take that eyeball that that communication once it ensues because it can affect whatever you do after um so if you're not strong enough to take 
even positive criticism. I I, I agree with where you're going. I, I, I okay, I'm with you. And because that can like, it can either derail you or it can inspire you, depending on where your confidence level is at the time you show it. Well, I agree. Or let with you. someone read it because. I think it affects your, your your next work. It, it does, but I also think it, it depends on, uh, you know, again, I agree with Keith, but I could play devil's advocate in in that I think, um, I, I, knowing, I know nothing but artists almost all my life, you know, art high school, art college, you know, my friends, my dad's an artist, you know, all my best friends are artists. Uh, so I kind of look at the world from that perspective, you know, um, there's, I'm this in this group of artists, and I'm always spotting the artist amongst the the, the you know the people who don't necessarily the see the non-artists exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I come from that standpoint, but but I also think that um, you know there is a um, let's just say a okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> It's a very distracting piece of music there. Um, it's a great track, though. It is a great track. It is a great track. But uh, just to finish what I was saying and to, to, to connect to, to what uh, both you and Elena are saying, I think that, you know, you, you have to have an idea of why you do certain art, you know. And if you're an artist, I think that whatever you do, uh, whatever form of creative expression, you know, you could be, you know, a painter who decides to write or, or a writer who decides to paint, you know, Jim Carrey paints or, or Miles Davis paints. Uh, and they're going to do that to some level of excellence. You know, they're going to do it their way, you know, whether it's, you know, let's not even get into the art world. And that's what this documentary has. So it was about the art world. But uh, so I think, you know, to Elena's point that sometimes you need to, to I, I do think there's certain art you might only do for yourself, you know, even if it's within the art you do, you know, you might do only do drawings for yourself. But uh, but I think it, it, I do think it's important to, to know w why you do it. You know, uh, there's certain there's certain things I, I can do creatively. I would never pursue as a career because I would never want to do what you have to do to pursue that. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy creating in that medium. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. All right. So. That's, that's my contribution there. And we're going to focus and on people don't so. realize this, but Mike was actually, we went to the same art high school. And yes, we did. Actually considered one of the better artists. He used to draw <laughs> beautiful portraits. Amazing. People used to like. No, Mike's artwork is amazing. Yeah, it is. So, well, but you know. Talking about now. being humble, it's definitely Mike. And I don't praise him very often on this <laughs> show. But you don't I, praise me? Why don't you praise me? Because <laughs> you lost the whip. Why don't you praise me, Elena? Right when, <laughs> when I first started, you had that whip. Oh, my. Why lost don't you, the whip. Why don't you praise me, Elena? Right, but so Mike, by the way, as a, as a filmmaker, you. right? Yes, you agree yes. that film, filmmaking is art? Oh, co well, completely. It, it, it's, and, and you know, when you when you do something like that, because it's so expensive, because making a film is so involved in, in so many levels, whether it's a documentary or a live action film, well, how people consume it is a the ultra importance because of everything that rides on the time it takes to do it the money it takes to do it i agree you know so i, I mean in your case it's even more of a fear that people will not if if not you know come out in droves at least appreciate what you put into it 
Well, I agree, but also, you know, you know, let, let's be realistic, you know, whatever field, like, you know, you say a film, let's use film and let's use architecture, okay, uh, and, and, and music, okay, so you could put all this production to a piece of music and somebody's going to listen to it on crappy headphones. You, you could put all this thought into a design and people are just going to be taking the subway or, or going to work and never noticing the, the work you put into it. So they may be consuming what you've done, but not in a way that's ideal. And, and part of the reason I, I, I'll just mention uh, what I consider to be a good or interesting example of this is, you know, I interviewed... A fat black woman? No. <laughs> That's my, me. That's my, my new band. Okay, but but but, but that's what, not my. That's my new hashtag. Can I finish my story? Yes, please. Okay, before I forget what I'm saying. Quickly. <laughs> oh my gosh! If Byron is saying quickly, you know you you're going to on too long. Well, first of all, you two to listen to sponsored radio. If Byron is WBAI, WBAI. editing you. Nice. It's my favorite show. And you can as all long as hell. Mike doesn't talk. <laughs> Night show. <laughs> For professional use only. Where'd that example come from? <laughs> Dark. 347-335-0818. That's 347-335-0818. What the heck is that? that but listen, don't even ask Byron. A light. With a miner's light. He's got a miner's light under his baseball cap. Don't oh ask God. why. I know. Exactly. Exactly. That guy's Elena, that, is, mine in the that is the proper response, just so you know. All right. So. Uh, you are tuned to listener sponsored radio, WBAI. It is 12.58. You have two more hours of this, two more hours and two minutes of this. It's called Night Shift.
Tell me you're not with that. I, Mike. Come on, how could you not be with I that I still track? want Take to know yes. who was the first group. The first the group. Trumpet okay. Player. The first, the trumpet player. I don't know who the yes. trumpet player was, but again. But I like, thank you for. It was Point uh, G. Go look up Point G. Point G. Really sharing how that young man or older musician oh. could play on that track as a studio musician. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's, that's, that's the story of the artist itself. You know, I mean, think about his... His. Well, you know, you hear about this story about the what's the cat from uh, Bill the Cosby Show? Uh, yeah, you hear about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and right. you know, I thought it was a very interesting story because of the fact that you know it was it was kind of split kind of in the middle. Like people's reactions were, you know, is this funny? The disguise there? Well, blah, people blah, blah. came. I think it had a lot, a lot of people, people though defense. saying, "Listen, yeah, as I say, exactly." Solid work. Yeah. Who felt that way? And I thought this is the story of you know today of today this guy was Alvin. on tv and several tv shows yeah yeah he was very successful actor. and by the way my favorite part of the story is apparently i saw this uh, television broadcast and they were talking about it and people who had gone to trade shows many times say he was they didn't know who he was and you know he grew a beard or whatever and they didn't recognize him but he, he said he was very friendly he was really nice he was a great employee and i just love that that he wasn't you know doing this job saying like Oh man, I should be a big star and I should be making a lot of money and I'm stuck here doing this. He actually did a really good job at Trader Joe's, which is, I thought was kind of beautiful, you know. He, he didn't feel ashamed. He didn't feel like right. he had anything, right. you know, to, to, you know, to complain about. He felt like this way. He had a job, he's got benefits, and he's supporting his family. Listen, there's nothing to be ashamed of there. People try to shame them, though. Well, you know, Fox News or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it your employer. It was actually everywhere. Was, and then some your employer, in the post, like, put in. One of your employers. Of course. <laughs> so, like, people uh, said he right. looked depressed and downtrodden. Who said he looked depressed and downtrodden? Yeah, they did. Who I read that? the article. He yeah, fine. You read a article. I read several. So, and none he was probably getting a lot of residuals from the Cosby show before this thing happened. Uh, you know, I'm sure he was. I'm sure that this is part of but why. But that gravy chain has stopped. That gravy chain yeah. has stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to stop. Stop. You know? So, well, Which is actually... The, it's a shame the, for the other people. And now. we brought that up, too, because... Yes, we did. And it, but it bears repeating because I think about it because I really actually still enjoy those shows. I know, isn't it? I enjoy I those albums. You know, I guess you guys talk about when I wasn't here, but that, that yeah. is a really good point. The I whole idea really sad that you could that have amazing things done by really super talented people, and then once they're no longer in like public favor, uh, their stuff is garbage now. You know? Exactly. Well, let me and, ask you a question. George and a lot of people, Washington aside from him, had depend on those residual on checks. Exactly. What, what That's do you a think good about point. What, George Washington had slaves. What's your thought on that? No, but I like, what? but just to, to modernize it a little yeah. bit. You know, just the idea, like, what Elaine just said, the idea that it wasn't just Bill Cosby that went down. The pe people no, who worked for him, those, they all worked. everybody oh. who had anything to do with that show, which was on so many years, was the number was one show money. for, was making and making money for a lot of people who aren't working anymore. That's right. Since the show ended, I mean, like, if you had anything to do with that show right now, those you know, God bless, because mm -hmm. George yeah. Washington had slaves. Mm -hmm. yep. Thomas Jefferson mm -hmm. engaged in slave trafficking. So, does that mean that you disregard the Declaration of Independence? No, what you what you do is contextualize it. You have to condemn the moral code that's been broken with respect to humanity. You accelerate your your. Uh, 
fairness of justice based in a system of law and governance that's fair and equal to everybody. That's the whole that's the whole theme of if you're going to allow law and order and justice for all be applied. However, when you try to restrict who gets it as a result of wealth and, and who has the most money to demand that you get all the benefits and give and then parcel it out to those who you think may need it. <laughs> so, you know, at some point, when do you say no more of this kind of idea? I believe you, Brian. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. So they keep it. So, um, well, uh, Bart Sarnas, you're absolutely correct. and uh, But you can overcome it, see. Yes, you have to just be yeah. very uh, uh, direct in how you want to address it. You have to be very forthright and coming now, in Barney, your attitude. Do yes. you have a particular uh, piece of your artistic achievement, you've had many, that is partic- for you particularly proud of something you did, your art, your creativity bore this fruit? Okay. And your particular- <laughs> Must when you start the shark machine. What? Shark yeah. machine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's his career peak. This is wonderful peak. Of, of course, but I, 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 but I mean, maybe it is. Maybe Being it is, directed but... by Mr. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Right. Listen, don't give, don't feed him <laughs> stories. Let him come up with his own. Well, apparently that's not the one. Anyway. That's not the one. Now, 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 I have to preface this because um, oh no, when Jimmy Carter was. Um, sworn in and, and his inaugural stage was in Washington, D.C. They moved it, the entire stage, to Piedmont Park in Atlanta, Georgia. And for four or five years thereafter, I was able to produce some of the best shows that have played on that stage for thousands of people. Tambourine, Segori, Langston Hughes. I actually directed that one. I produced Bubbling Brown Sugar. I produced uh, Ain't Misbehaving. And on the stage and in the parks, there would be thousands, sometimes as much as 10, 12,000 people on the night to see the show. So it was a really, it was a wonderful experience to pr- give it to that city for the theater that I ran. And it was free. Pr- and it, was free. It, was, it was theater in the park. Uh, and just us theater, uh, we pr- I, as the executive director, and artistic director produced those shows in the park. So at the heart of, of an artistic experience, I, I rate that as one of my best. All right, so, uh, so, so, so the yes. overall experience overall of that experience. time, I yeah, understand. Several understand. years in. I understand, I understand. I, I like that. That's an acceptable answer, Ryder. Acceptable. <laughs> I think so. One of many. Acceptable answer, yes. All right, so, uh, so Byron Saunders. Yes. And it was, and it was wonderful because people loved it. You can imagine, it's like you're sitting there watching Shakespeare in the Park, mm-hmm. and you have that many people out there enjoying shows that they had a chance to see during the winter play season that I produced, and then getting a chance to come back and see the best of the seasons that I produced in the park each year thereafter. Right. And so... I, I think I figured you out, Byron. Yeah. You, it's not about That's theater. Impossible. It's not about art. You're like, you like to produce love, Byron. I do. I believe in love. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. We need more of it. And there are ways to apply love that actually will combat uh, the bully and all the other things that are out there because you think you have to play by their rules. You you should always want to play on an equal playing field. No one comes to the table with more weapons than the next. 
If you really want to do peaceful negotiations, leave your weapons at the front gate and then sit down at the table, have dinner, talk about the issues for real. But you can't bring your weapon to the table, otherwise you're going to dictate who's got the biggest weapon. And that will never bring peace. Never, because the, you're allowing bullying and the chaos theory to overtake your peace and dictate the rules of your peace. It doesn't work like that. And we've been listening to an episode of Night Shift from four years ago with Byron and Keith and Elena, and we were talking about a lot of fun stuff. So hopefully you've enjoyed it, and you've enjoyed listening to these classic episodes here as we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Night Shift. I'm Mike Sargent. I'll be back next week here on Listener Sponsored Radio. And life will continue to be like science fiction, science fiction, science fiction, science fiction, science fiction, science fiction, science Check for Cat Radio Cafe. Uh, testing. Testing. Tune into Cat Radio Cafe Tuesday night at 9 here on WBAI. I'm Janet Coleman. I'm David Dozer. The Displaced Playwright on Tuesday, October 4th at 9 p.m. will celebrate the life and work of George Bartenyuk, actor, theater maker, and pioneering lover of off-off Broadway and its dedication to experiment, political change, social consciousness, and poetry. Tuesday night at 9 here on WBAI. Cat Radio Cafe. Hey, the cats drink coffee? With bread and puppets. Ooh, I love those. This is Wayne Kramer from the MC5. Nobody kicks out the jams like WBAI New York.